Good morning, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Rethinking Rehab with Dr. Shane Smith. I'm a licensed physical therapist practicing out of Naples, Florida. It's a wonderful time of the year down here, minus uh, hurricane season, but we're starting to finally get a little bit of a cool temperature shift from 100 plus every day to now low 90s each day. So, you know, some of that fall feels slowly coming down here to South Florida. It's nice to not have any active hurricanes to worry about right now in peak season. And it's always wonderful when football season returns again. So fun to have all those fall activities beginning. School is back in session here. My kids uh, are enjoying being able to go outside and have not so much heat to deal with in the mornings and evenings before bed. But I had a couple minutes here uh, before my first patient gets here in the clinic, so I wanted to jump on and get a podcast into a topic that I was talking to a few patients about this week that I felt was a good one to bring up to other people that might be interested in this uh, conversation and topic, and that's today's topic of what's the best core exercise to do? Static exercises or dynamic exercises? You know, when we look at abdominal exercising, everybody kind of generally knows that that's a positive thing that we should be doing for our body, that without core strength, we usually have flabby stomachs, we usually deal with low back pain, and other everyday tasks just become difficult to do. Sometimes getting up out of bed becomes painful and difficult. Getting in and out of the car can be difficult at times. Uh, depending on the core strength your body has. For older individuals listening to this, weakness in your core can result in poor posture. It can also result in higher incidence and prevalability of some falls. So you're going to be more prevalent to fall if your core is weak. The core mainly for athletes is involved with force distribution and transfer from upper body to lower body or lower body to upper body. If you think about a football player throwing a football, um, they have to create force through their legs, which translates through their core in a rotational fashion and finishes out through their arm, which results in a lot of torque velocity of their throwing arm, which allows them to throw the ball down the football field. So whether we look at tennis with the US Open that was just recently on, for Coco Golf to hit a winning forehand, she has to rotate her trunk, requiring immense core strength to generate force and power from her lower body through her trunk into her upper body, into her swinging arm, to have winners on the tennis court. So when we look at everyday function for individuals walking, moving, getting in and out of cars, getting up and down out of bed, getting up and down out of chairs, core strength is important. When you look at high-end athletes to perform to optimal levels, core strength is important. It is something we must have to function properly through everyday life. And if core strength is deficient, you will result in pain or other pathologies either in the back or in the hips or somewhere close to it. So then the next question always becomes once core exercises are understood why they are important, which one should I do? And there's a lot of different core exercises. I will tell people you're not wrong to do any of these. There's just sometimes a right time to do them and a wrong time to do them. So the two categories I'm going to talk about for core exercises are either static movement exercises or a dynamic-based movement exercise. Both are intended to strengthen the same muscles, just in a slightly different fashion. 
I always like to start with static exercises, especially if there's been back pain or a time period of inactivity. Um, COVID was a great example of that. Virtually everybody I saw for two to three months had no core strength from sitting on their ass on the couch every day watching TV. Um, that was a very bad core strength time in our world during the lockdown period. All of those patients that had prior problems that were doing well or managing it well that went backwards was due to, to some degree, a loss of core strength. And we started with some basic static exercises. When you think about what goes into core stability, it is primarily related to your brain understanding which pathways it needs to send signals to to engage the proper muscles. Sometimes if we haven't done this in a while, we forget or we get lost in which pathway we should take to properly engage these muscles. So when you look at a static-based exercise, such as a plank, um, a basic isometric uh, bridge, uh, V-holds or point-tuck-based static hold positions, those are going to engage core muscles without movement. And I personally feel that this is an easier concept for our brain to comprehend and understand that if we're asking it to stabilize and just solely stabilize, that's easier to figure out uh, than it is to stabilize and move and go back to stabilization. There's just a lot more moving parts involved with that dynamic-based exercise or activity. Um, so I always start, if you haven't done anything in a long time, uh, or if your issues such as back pain are being present or happening upon a static-based position. So for some people out there that work and sit working all day, uh, your back will probably bother you potentially if your core is weak or your posture isn't good after a certain time period of sitting in that position. Uh, likewise, I usually get a complaint common that my back hurts me after being in the car driving for five to 10 minutes. And a lot of that has to do with prolonged holding a posture your muscles aren't strong enough to do. Um, that's also the person that never can get comfortable sitting. They're always wanting to move around. This is all indicators that you're statically weak for your core. And you would also benefit immensely from doing more static-based holds because that's the demands your body needs to do on a daily basis. Conversely, if you're having more difficulty with sport-related activities, you're not competing or performing the way you would like to, uh, and you don't have any issues with just standing, sitting still, non-movement-based activities don't bother you, then you're going to look more to dynamic-based core exercise program. This could incorporate different press-off movements, twisting-based movements, ball throws, crunches, twists, anything that's going to involve dynamic-based movement of your body that also simultaneously requires you to activate and stabilize your abdominal musculature or low back muscles while doing these movements. A lot of times jumps and throws and plyometric based movements can be considered dynamic based core activities. Adding bands in to movements that are similar to sports such as a tennis swing, a golf swing uh, with a band resistance will also engage more core stabilization because that's always required for sport based activities. So just doing repetitive movements with bands as resistance forces can also make for a great dynamic core exercise. I usually look more at sport or activity based problems is the category of dynamic strength that's needed. So if you go for a run 
one in the back starts bothering you or you're out playing tennis and every time you try to hit your backhand something doesn't quite feel right near your back those would be things that I'd look at for increasing your dynamic strength but it's always good even if you are having some of these issues to take a step back from the movement and say can I just engage the right muscles and stabilize it right now because at the end of the day that's what you need first you need your brain to engage the right muscles for spinal stabilization and then secondarily engage our movement based muscles for proper movement with activity so to answer this million dollar question it depends on what you need your core to do if you need your core to be strong and stable while you're sitting at your desk working a static based program is going to be more beneficial for you if you're having difficulty with activity or movement based uh, tasks such as a golf swing a tennis swing going for a run cycling whatever the movement may be that you're having issues with we need to tailor your core strengthening to incorporate those demands needed as well when you look at a strengthening program for core, you can do this daily. So with arm exercises, with uh, leg exercises, when we're looking at, at propulsion or movement-based muscles, we want to look at every other day as most aggressive for strengthening. If we're looking at our stabilizing core musculature, we can work these muscles daily because that's the task imposed upon them is daily-based act activation. I would tell you if you start up a core program, which should take you 10 to 30 minutes, depending how crazy you go with these exercises, um, if you're very sore, give yourself a break. Uh, muscle soreness is a good indicator that you have broken down muscle tissue needed for strengthening processes. However, too much of a good thing is a bad thing. So if you're very sore, don't continue to try to do exercises. You are at an increased risk for a injury that would set you back more than you'd want. So stay up with the daily exercises. 10 to 30 minutes of core exercising is a great, great routine. Um, depending on the time you've got and the intensity of what you're trying to get out of the exercises. And if you are very sore from certain things you haven't done or certain things that are harder than you haven't done in the past, give yourself a rest. That's always a smart thing for recovery. I hope everybody has a good rest of their day. And until next time, stay healthy, everyone.